on last week's Irrevelations. You were shitty, we get, were punished you, but now you're able to come back. It's going to be cool now. Right. Which, by the way, it's not. All flesh is grass. Within the breath of his hands, he's held all the waters, you know. You can't even fathom his ass. Yeah, we know that. We get it, dude. How many stars are in the sky? Were you there when I painted them? I, no, I wasn't, man. So fucking shut your mouth. Keep my fucking name out your fucking mouth. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Oh, I'm God. No one tells me what to fucking do. I create enemies. I fucking... I, I create all the good in the world. No one can challenge me each shit. Yeah, that's how I see it. Believe in me or are you fucking stupid? Before we turn to the world, I would like to be I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Motherfucker, my boys. Ah, We're back. Can you hear my chair creaking? It's uh, ancient. No, but I think that's good uh, foley. Foley? Yeah, that's what they call it. Like... The guy, it's like when you make like the, the horse clip-clop sounds with coconuts or whatever for the movies. <laughs> that's that's going to soothe people. They're going to be like, it sounds like someone's ass is just beating yeah. the fuck out of a leather chair. It sounds, like, it sounds like Uncle pulling me into his favorite chair when I was a kid. <laughs> what? Uh, you ever sat in your uncle's lap? No. I didn't I, either, but that's because my <laughs> uncle died when, when he was like three years old. Um, I I had an uncle, but I don't think he liked to be. And I think the main reason is is that his head was so fucking huge. So yeah. I'd be like, so every time he would come in, I would just stop what I was doing, point, be like, look at that guy's fucking head, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking pumpkin, and like and like constant. He'd be like leaving. I was like, hey, take that door at an angle. You can't just <laughs> you can't just raw dog that thing. Your fucking head can't fit. Nice fat head motherfucker. Man, so why didn't he like you? <laughs> I don't even know anything else about the man. That was all, that was as close as we ever got. Good for him. Yeah, you know, little lad. <laughs> uh, he probably wished that you had been aborted. Oh, that okay. So, <laughs> uh, do you should we read the article? I don't even know how to like get to it. Uh, well, let's start. I'll, let's start with what I know about it, and then we'll go into the newer article. So, okay. I posted an article in the fantasy football chat, which, by the way, a little peek behind the curtain. That's where all the stewing happens right mm-hmm. some chris you know about this so that's where anyway. we boil over and then whatever that bit so we it boils in the chat and then whatever like like when pasta boils over and like the yeah. water hits the edge and then it calcifies and then it dries up and there's just a little bit of salt left over that salt is this podcast is this podcast so i saw an article a week ago i think maybe a little more than a week ago that was about um some catholic uh, anti-abortion activist was always getting into shenanigans, and she had shenanigans. 
Yeah, she got in trouble because... Just a little cheeky uh, pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's not like the Pensacola guy um, that shot the abortion doctor. No, she she took like her little group of clowns and uh, they they she pretended that she was there to have an abortion. She even made an appointment. Shows up to get her abortion and then they, after they, because they had like a locked door and you have to have an appointment to come in because of people like her, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because of the invasion of privacy and the women that are there probably not even have abortions just to like have health care. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. these people are like always barging in and screaming at them. Just getting pap smears and Yeah, because it's like free health care for, yeah, for yeah, yeah. poor women. Just, just Anyways. poor women getting basic health care services. And then getting bombarded by these fucking assholes. Yeah. So she pretends she has the appointment. They let her in. And then her all her little stooges bum rush this place. And they, like, knock over the lady that let her in. And then barricade the door from the inside. And there was, like, a standoff for a few hours with police. I'm, I'm guessing so she, this isn't a uh, stand-your-ground state because I would fucking light oh, them yeah. up. See, that's what abortion clinics need. I'd be on the ground, just just reach like Trayvon Martin style, reaching for my, well, Zimmerman style, <laughs> reaching for my piece, you know? <laughs> Uh, so that's a, they, that's, they, a, that's a even I'm ashamed of that reference to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they should have auto turrets that just shoot random yeah. substance. Yeah, yeah. So we should just we should just inject them with the abortion drug. In, yeah, into their neck or something, <laughs> just in case like, they're pregnant. Like Terminator Two, I just like the just the the, the, the thumb thing. Oh, like, I'll yeah, yeah. Kill you. Yeah, just Drano. That's what they use, right? It's just a it's just a uh, so. syringe full of Drano. Okay. Yep. Straight Continue. to the belly. So they've so they bum rushed an abortion clinic and barricade themselves. B- barricade inside. from the inside. It took forever for the cops to like finally get it, get them out of there. So she was already in trouble for that. Well, then boom! Suddenly, the cops do like a raid on her house, mm-hmm. and what do they find inside her house? But in the freezer, five fetuses. Okay. Yeah. So at first you're thinking like, oh, is she just pretending she hates abortions because she loves them so much? She's just she's been keeping hers. Yeah. Turns out she's like, oh, I'm going to have a press conference next week. And that's what your article is about, is the outcome of said press conference. So give it to the people raw. Oh, I assume she was just holding on to them for like some kind of like county fair bobbing for apples type that's situation. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, anyway. <clears throat> Last week, D.C. police found five fetuses in the home of pro-life activist Lauren Handy. During a press conference Tuesday, the pro-life progressive anti-progressive anti-abortion. You're a progressive anti-abortion. Okay, progressive anti-abortion uprising. Oh my god! Like I like these words didn't mean anything when I read them, but like they're kind of painting themselves like there's some kind of like rebel group. God, what a bunch yeah. Of- punks they're just regular tradcaths yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, the pro-life group progressive it's really punk rock of you to <laughs> be anti-abortion <laughs> where's unget yeah uh the pro-life group progressive anti-abortion uprising claimed that the figure was incomplete handy allegedly had 115 fetuses including the five already in police custody allegedly they came across a truck uh loading biohazard boxes uh, of medical waste that turned out to be fetuses, and they were like, "Oh, well, we're going to. Can we have that?" And the guy was like, "Don't see why not." You know. <laughs> so they apparently that guy rocks. Go I ahead. hope he took. I hope he took like a cut. You know, because <laughs> if he did, I'm fine with that. He's was was, like five bucks a pop. I, oh, I was thinking he's just like he's like yeah, you can. He just cuts off three feet. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I want my slice. I gotta get my beak wet. You know. I gotta make a, ch- a keychain with this. Everything I do, I gotta give a piece to the mob. There's just some fucking fat ties. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> Scrumptious. Um, 
uh, what are these dumplings? Um, so apparently go. the point was that they like stole them so that they could bring them to the house, preserve them, and have a priest come and bless them, and then <sighs> bury them. But the five that they kept were like, well, these ones look really big, so I assume that they're like post-birth abortions. Like, who knows what these fucking? Things. I don't. I'm not saying I assume. I yeah, assume I they thought. Yeah. That they were late-term abortions or like, oh, we caught them with a crime. Hold on to those five. We're going to yeah. like use this as evidence that somewhere at some point at some time someone gave an abortion that may or may not have been illegal. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We need to bury these ones with a wooden stake in their heart to make sure. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. And so continue. I want to break this down real quick. So they, they had a priest come and, br- and bless the aborted fetuses mm-hmm. before they buried them. Does that mean that if an aborted fetus isn't blessed, it goes to hell. Um, or is it just a platitude? I don't know that much about Catholicism. I believe that what I've heard is that unborn fetuses were initially sent to hell. And it wasn't until a pope recently, I think, made the proclamation that aborted babies or miscarriages <clears throat> now go to purgatory. Oh, they good will for them. Wait, judgment. Yeah, good for them. A little, a little. You know, that must have been nice when that when when Satan got that fucking fax. Like, fuck, damn it. <laughs> All right, we'll send him back to the waiting room. I guess I don't know. Um, I was gonna fucking rape this fetus, but now I gotta send it back to purgatory. Um, yeah. So I I, I think. I don't know what blessing would do to it. Maybe it jumpstarts them to heaven because I believe the whole point of purgatory. <clears throat> People got to pray you out of it, right? Is that, well, when you are born, quote unquote, you are born with the original sin. So you go yeah. to hell. But yeah. you can't have accepted Christ. So you can't go to heaven. So, uh, so all the kids that are born but then die like in the NICU, yeah, yeah. they go to hell. They go to hell. They go straight to hell. But so if, these guys are sa- abortion doctors. Therefore, are saving millions of children from going to hell. I I believe so, and I think that and I'm not familiar with this. Is all Catholic dogma? It's not really. I don't think biblical. Yeah, but I, believe I just learned a new word: ensoulment. Because <laughs> they're saying that the, they don't know when. Sorry. Okay. The, I believe the concept is that they will stay in purgatory until the second coming, where they will then be judged kind of where they're at you know how good of a fetus were you (laughs) although i don't understand the point of purgatory too much because i thought the whole point was like if they haven't accepted christ they can't be granted entry into the gates of heaven because if the whole point is well you know you lived a good life or you didn't have a good life or whatever blah 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 we're just gonna await judgment until after the fact then that kind of applies to anyone who's like um I guess hasn't accepted Christ, but wasn't a good dude. I guess there's also the concept of this is stupid, but like, like, because like I remember they tried to argue that that also applies to like Aborigine people and people that I- exist outside the reach of Christ, which kind of like makes the, the argument. Hmm? Like the like Sinhalese, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or people who can't be reached, uh, Amazonians. Uh, you know, the argument of like, well, that's why we have to. Per-, you know, it, it almost makes an argument against missionary work in my opinion because like okay they kind of could be just judged on their works whether well, i guess they wouldn't know to be good people because you can't be a good person unless the bible's telling you to kill your kids or some shit i don't yeah. know it's all bullshit we're getting off on a weird tangent well, <laughs> we should. that's what we're here to do yeah 
there's a there's a lot of stuff about this, and I I didn't see anything in the article, but I read people commenting, basically being like, yeah, apparently she had some kind of uh, electric furnace generator that she Naturally. uses to generate electricity for the house, and they're claiming that they cremated some of the fetuses and converted them into energy. I don't know. There's a lot. I didn't see it in the article. I didn't read anything that said it. I just heard other people say that somewhere that existed. I don't know. So if you, let's say, die and are used in a furnace that creates electricity, mm-hmm. uh, are you, like, stuck in the power lines? Your soul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are good Zipping questions. around? We should ask this dumb bitch. She probably has strong opinions of that. We need to uh, have a we we need to have podcast. Like, uh, we need to have a Catholic theologian come on. Maybe that one that's either, like, either one that's, like, lapsed or one that, like, studies Catholicism from the outside. We should get can one actually of those, answer these questions. We should get one of those pedo priests. Like they got nothing yeah. to lose. Like, listen, man, we'll, we we will judge you, but we're like everybody else, you know. Like, what do you mean they have nothing to lose? They just get moved to like a new fucking diocese. <laughs> One of the ones that's been outed, though. That's what I meant. You know, they're fine. They move them to Australia. All right. Well, I we'll, we'll listen, audience. We're gonna try to get a pedo priest on to explain <laughs> purgatory to us. What happens to those little church? sexy kids you've been fucking? Like, well. I... The Catholic Church just thinks that Australia is still a penal colony, so they send all their pedophile priests down there. That Australia had a bunch of them. I, I would love bu- it if we got a Catholic pedo priest. He's like, yeah. Do you think he's like, well, now that they've now that they're not virgins, they have to go to hell. They're fucking oh, sinful. No. <laughs> it's like the I Bible so- is clear that if you lay with a man as a woman, you're going to hell. And unlike me, those kids are not Christian anymore, so yeah, they can't. Well, he they're, they're, he can confess. Yeah. Um, to himself. Um, yeah. Clean that's slate. A, well, that's my point. He's good because he can accept Christ. Those little kids yeah. who uh, got butt fucked into atheism, they they won't. You know, they're going womp, straight womp. to hell. Where are we? Where are we at? So some fetuses. Here's 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 a trend that I've seen that I think I hate. I hate this trend. So the trend I'm gonna it says is where someone does something that is absolutely fucking crazy. But people will try to find a way to justify it as crazy like a fox. And you would see it a lot with, like, Trump, where he would just say something absolutely batshit crazy. Like, well, we're going to make Mexico pay for the wall, blah, blah, blah. And everyone would be like, well, there's no way he's going to do that. And they're like, well, what he's actually going to do is he's going to enact some treat. And it's actually brilliant if you think about it, if you really think about it, what he's trying to do. Um, You saw it a lot when the whole um, (sighs) election fraud um, claims, right? Yeah. Like, all their court cases were getting completely smacked down right out the gate. Be like, oh, we've got this fraud in Pennsylvania, we've got this in Arizona, we got blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the second they would go to the court, the court would be like, no, man, you're fucked. Well, yeah, that's the deep state. Yeah, that's the deep state. But the whole point is people would be like, actually, it's brilliant. He's got to he's got to do it before January 20th. So they're trying to speed run to the Supreme Court. They're not going to waste time with injunctions at the lower courts. They're going to try to go straight to the Supreme Court. They're just going to appeal their way to the top and argue it there with that Supreme Court that Trump has packed with good Christian dudes. Okay, I've never seen that theory, but that is awesome. But... And, like, everyone with a fucking brain would be like, yeah, that's actually not how the appeals process works. You can't just have, like, some surprise evidence that you su- that you just, like, well, I appealed, you know, I got knocked out of court for all the dumb shit I was saying, and then I'm waiting with the cracking. And the second I get to the Supreme Court, that's when I release new evidence. That's not how that works. Yeah. Because so, the Supreme Court's not going to hear you if you don't already have that. Well, yeah. no court is no higher court is going to hear you. Yeah, of no, no one's going to hear an appeal based on new evidence. That's not how an appeal fucking works. Yeah. Um, 
at least not for that kind of situation. So, so my point was like, it was very clear that they were just getting knocked down because their argument was fucking stupid. But all these idiots are trying to be like, well, actually, actually, if you think about it, what might seem but fucking moronic to you is actually genius. And I saw some takes about this in that same fact. They're like, they're like, yeah, she was actually stockpiling 115 fetuses. And here's the brilliant part. Here's why it's not batshit crazy. She's going to stockpile fetuses, hoping that the police try to arrest her for uh, illegal disposal of corpses. And when it goes to the Supreme Court, she's going to say, well, a corpse is a human being. Ergo, abortion is murder. Ergo, abortion is illegal. And then we're all going to ride off into the sunset. Ta-da. Trump's Supreme Court has just made abortion illegal. Okay, but... Uh, that might work. Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't. I. I it's probably going to be. I, I think it would be even funnier if the district attorney is like, "Yes, we're actually going to slap you with like a misdemeanor for improper trash disposal." Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we. Uh, I mean, for real. I think that. I think that the court would ultimately decide that with Amy Coney Barrett, with uh, what's his name, the beer guy, uh, with uh, all the shit that's been. With all yeah, with all the shit that's been coming out about uh, Clarence Thompson Thomas's crazy ass bitch wife. Yeah, gotcha. I love that she's white, so I can say awful things about yeah, her. Yeah, she's a fucking piece of shit. And honestly, <laughs> I mean, they're both yeah. garbage. And I think yeah, I, I, yeah. I think me and every I think they're on. I think they've just fucked up on all sides of the fence. You know. Yeah. Uh, those guys. Wasn't he about to die? Right. Clarence right. Thomas, uh, he almost died. Yeah, he he got sick. I don't. I, I remember people were like, uh, that, "That's we haven't talked about that." I, I don't really care anymore. That that kind of stuff is just such in the noise that Clarence Thomas was the one vote against releasing the text messages related to the January sixth uprising, and in those text messages is his wife being like, "You gotta stop the election." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna, like and insane. The, and the way these people fucking talk, be like, they're gonna kill America. We're we're seeing the death of our country. Oh my I god, wish. it's all over. And then like the rest of us liberals are like, I don't know, man. It seems kind of business as usual. So what happened to those student loans things? He's like, well, we gotta fucking, we gotta, we gotta, <laughs> uh, well, we gotta restart coal plants. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, like as if Biden was like such a radical. The fact that like the right tries to paint Biden as some radical leftist following like puppet for AOC. That's like, and. And the leftists are like, yeah, you're basically, you know, a, a Republican in name, you know, like we, everyone kind of hates Biden, but the way that they like try to uh, paint him as like some radical leftist who's going to employ socialism and take yeah. away all our guns and cut all our son's dicks off and make him trans. I, it's when he's like a notably right wing. Yeah. <laughs> just a, just yeah. kind of a doddering old dude, you know? Yeah. That's one of the things I did like about my old job is that we were like, we were actively fighting against this whole like crt boogeyman thing mm-hmm. and like uh i saw we so we watched this video uh, there was a video that came out in utah you know trying to cut funding to schools of course because uh-huh. they're you using, got to because critical because critical race theory which includes like just having history told um <laughs> insane all right i have to circle back to this real quick because i've been thinking about it if i became a catholic Okay. I think that I would try to destroy the planet like a James Bond villain. <laughs> okay. Think that's about what, it. That's what's been on your mind? Okay. Here's Explain why, it to me. Here's why. Because the 
the concept of a of a soul. Let's say that souls are real. That we're we continue on after this life. The concept of a soul enduring an eternity in hell, which let's say it's just as bad as they make it out to be. It's probably not, but let's say it is as it's bad as fun. they. It's a place of torture for eternity, right? Like like a twenty four seven Guantanamo. Okay. So. Which I think was twenty four seven. I think that is what yeah, you described. <laughs> it. It's like an eternal Guantanamo Bay, eternal where you don't Guantanamo even have Bay. the respite of death to look forward to. Yeah. So the the thought of one single person having to endure that is incalculable, right? It's it's impossible to even comprehend. Of course, it's eternity. Like we can't even wrap yeah. our heads around that. So I think the only just thing to do would be to kill everyone, mm-hmm. because you know that some amount of people are going to to hell. And literally decimating all of human life to end that process mm-hmm. is the only right thing to do. It definitely will contribute to less souls going to hell. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know, if heaven's endless, it's not like more people or less people's better. Right? Yeah. 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 And I wouldn't fuck around with any of these, like, crazy schemes. Like, I would just figure out how to detonate <laughs> the Earth's core. I would figure yeah, out how to yeah, do that. Not, and I would not do a it. crazy scheme. Just detonate the Earth's core. <laughs> yeah, there's probably like there's probably like some uh, tone you could make that would do it. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Some so I would buy a xylophone just, and I would yeah. just try every tone that you uh-huh. could. A bunch of xylophones. Just a bunch of xylophones. I was gonna say I'm gonna take a bunch of. Uh, oh, what's a uh, Stretch Armstrongs? And yeah. I would tie them to each other so that I could lasso the moon, and I would just kind of <laughs> gradually, pull I would just in. sit on it a little bit, just gradually, and kind of pull it closer and closer and closer until it collides in Argentina or whatever. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd okay. be my plan. Well, that's why we're not Catholic. Yeah, it does yeah, like, make sense. Uh, even if you're not, I guess any Christian. That what's would weird is, uh, I wonder. So. Not to get too much in the Bible, although we're going to do a short cold opener. We've yeah, been, we've been uh, having long ones. <laughs> we've been fucking having long ones. We we do not like the Bible, but um, according to the right Bible, now. allegedly, the end of days for humanity is kind of going to be sort of structured, right? Yeah. Like it's going to involve some bullshit, second like coming, some battle, huh? It's like, a, it's like a business convention. Yeah, it's scheduled. It's on the calendar, right? Yeah. We don't know. It, to be determined, delayed from COVID. But the whole point is, like, there's an idea. So, to that point, is yeah. a nuclear holocaust even possible before? Wouldn't that fuck up God's plan and fuck up the rapture? In like, yeah, that's there's why only eight of us left in our caves. How are we going to get to Megiddo? Well, it doesn't say how many people I think are involved. In the rapture or the tribulation or all that, the the Armageddon. So it could just be like eight guys that survive. Just the just 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 eight guys, just seven gay guys and one conf- like horniest fuck woman. It's just like damn it. Like, <laughs> just watching God and Satan battle it out. I'm like this is pretty cool. I wish I had a penis in me. You know, yeah. Assume, that's the thing that's going on. And it's just seven guys just having the time of their life. Ah, uh, good for them. Good. For um, them. Yeah, that could all happen. So, you th- uh, nuclear war? Are you worried about it? No, not worried about it. I hope it happens. I, I mean, well, worried about it? I don't really care. Fucking, I, th- I don't care. I Fucking think that the U.S. should. I've, I've switched because I used to be like, no, let the Ukrainians die. I've switched. <laughs> we should okay. go fight Russia in Ukraine. 
not to save anyone's life, but in right. fact, never to, to turn the earth into a big blister on the <laughs> back of the solar system. Uh, yeah. I, you know, what's weird is I, the way Russia is handling their invasion of Ukraine, how poorly it's going, uh, makes me think that, yeah, we probably could invade it. Shoot me. Just a couple, yeah. just, just, just one overweight Mexican and a cripple just rolling in. Just on our tractors, you know, yep. just pew, 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 shooting them, you know? Yeah. We just we just come up from the cops, we slap them like Will Smith, we take their guns, like, get out of here! Beat it! Yeah. We have enough armament, we could do it, I think. We're headed to Moscow. Yeah. Let's wait till winter. Or that's the best time to yeah. push in. Um, yeah, I think, I haven't been hearing a lot about the Ukraine thing in the news anymore, so I'm assuming it's over, like, COVID. Yeah, We're just, yeah, yeah. We're just like, okay... No, we we're got it. War like Zelensky's. I'm like, there's war crimes happening. We're like, boring. Fuck, yeah. man. You gotta do. Listen, man. You had your 15 minutes, Zelensky. Do some TikTok dances. Reinvent yourself. Start a family vlogging channel with your remaining children. Like, do something that's gonna yeah. keep it hot and fresh. You know. He's like, do you know how hard it is to rape gypsies while <laughs> Russians are here? <laughs> I just, I just want to see him. Like, Gordon Ramsay used to go in there and do like a cooking challenge with him or something. Ooh. You know? I heard Louis yeah. C.K. had a show there the day the invasion started, and no. he didn't cancel it. Swear to God, look it up. Look it up right Louis now. Louis C.K.'s... You pulled the article. I, I don't know okay, what you're Okay, okay. Stand by. Louis C.K. is... See, the, the thing that's confusing about it is you're saying that Louis C.K. somehow is surviving cance- being canceled well, he by just won a, touring he just, Eastern Europe. He just won an Emmy or a Grammy. for Louis best, C.K.? Yeah, for Best Stand-Up Special of the Year. Which one? I don't even the know. The one he, he put out last year. Yeah, apparently it was f- phenomenal. Uh, all right, I'm learning a lot. I obviously I don't watch any of those award shows, but Louis C.K. To canceled comic Louis C.K. rumored to perform in Kiev amid Russian invasion. <laughs> okay, so that's not like uh, that's not like he had to, like he was there doing it. He just happened to be there. It's just like he's oh. just like he's going to Kiev. Or? Yeah, he was already there. Okay, they ended up canceling it like at the last minute, know, but he was about to do a show. Yeah. In the middle of the invasion, which would have been sweet. But Kim's like, on the far side. He would have been fine. I feel like... Well, no, it's not. It's being invaded. Isn't it being actively shelled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Lviv. Lviv. How are you oh, saying yeah. that? Easy mistake. Um, so I, I feel like if I was like Louis C.K. and I'm toured Eastern Europe, that's when, like, that's the show I want to go to. Because that's the one where I'm like, yeah, I did fucking masturbate in front of those bitches. You want to see? And then I just <laughs> jerk off in front of the crowd. They're like, you know what? I don't even know if that's a crime here. No, this it's is not. This is Romania. That's actually how most shows go, but yep. they're not usually. They they're usually just, have less anecdotes. It's usually just a homeless guy. Yeah, there's, he's like or apologizing the bear. for I don't everything know how, he did. I don't know how Romania goes. It's probably the mayor. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the town doctor. He comes up there and he jerks off, and then he fucking. A, sh- what were you a show of our uh, youthfulness. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But this anyways, will keep she, the vampires away. They hate garlic, and I ate so I ripped my dick on so much garlic. Yeah, yeah, he's uncanceled, dude. He's he won that award. Yeah, yeah. Him and Will Smith should do a buddy cop movie. Oh man, did you see that? Uh, Jada just came out and like denounced him for it. Yeah, some bullshit. Who cares? All, all the people on Twitter are mad at her now. Yeah, that's such a strange thing. Usually, she stands by her man, but I'm surprised. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, he won a Grammy. For, Grammy. Uh, yeah. This well, like just last week. No, just well, just yesterday or two days ago. 
I mean, if we're going to give Roman Polanski a pass, I think Louis C.K. gets one, too. Hell, uh, Bill Cosby. I don't think I'm giving... Let's do I'm Bill Cosby <laughs> in Ukraine, back-to-back, Bill Cosby, Louis C.K. <laughs> Roman Polanski should direct a movie with both of them in it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It should be um, a... Uh, how, much should those, be... how much do you think those guys have going on? Can we fund that? Can it should be a Nickelodeon happen? show. <laughs> <laughs> and they should have unfettered access to whichever starlets they need to make the vision right. Okay. All right. All right. Here's what we do. We do a live action. What's that show with the little bald kid? Um, Kylo. Baloo. Kylo. 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 Yeah. We do a live action Kylo. Jada Pinkett Smith as the kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it's just Jada Pinkett Smith interacting with actual children and Roman Polanski is just behind and there's just and then behind um and then Jada Pinkett Smith is just sort of being carried around by Bill Cosby and, and Louis C.K. Yeah. And that's the and we do it's My, the exact it's, same plot, it's the exact same everything, you know. They play Kylo's two dads. And then every scene that involves Jada Pinkett getting bullied by children has Will Smith just come and slap the shit out of them. You know? Yeah. Ooh, and then yeah. and then you see Roman Polanski zip line out of the roof, pick up the kid and then z- sk- scamper off. No actual children in the movie. They're all in no, the no, green room. They'll they'll be they'll be no, there will be children. They're at they're at the uh they're at craft services. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, this is the Revelations podcast. Uh you listen to Cole. And Grant. And is, uh we're back with episode one fifty seven. That was uh that was sudden, but I had to get off away yeah, from that because we will go. It, it was a it was like a minecart. Going down an abandoned shaft, and the rails were going to give out somewhere. It's only going to get darker. Um, yeah, so this is episode 157. Did you say that? Did I say yeah, that? Yeah, I, I said that. that. We're right. back. We're still in Isaiah, regrettably, but we're getting, you know, we're trudging. There's some fun stuff. It's whatever. It's a, this is, yeah, well, we're going to talk about that. But uh, this episode, we're starting off with chapter 42. Um, mm-hmm. And it's more Isaiah talking. It's no. Um, it's it's him relating things from God, to be specific, which is basically what he does. It's his job title. Yeah, he's a prophet. It's his job. Yeah. Um. So, right out of the gate, big big things happening here. The first four verses of chapter forty two are repeated later in the Bible, but not in the Jew Bible, in the Christian Bible. Matthew chapter twelve, they show up word for word, basically, right. I've, what are you looking at me for? I don't fucking know. I thought you were excited about that. This is it's. it's I I know. I, I well, I guess the specific. So what we're talking about, and, and this is kind of key things that'll come up, and key terminology that needs to be explained when Jesus is on the scene. And I haven't read the New Testament. I'm just speaking from context of other people explaining the New Testament. So not firsthand knowledge, but basically my understanding is, is that Jesus and his disciples, but mainly his disciples, were obviously very familiar with the Old Testament. Clearly. So when they are crafting the narrative of Jesus, there were specific narrative shifts of how they were going to perceive Jesus, uh, shifting away from the idea of Jesus as a prophet and more to Jesus as the son of... Well, I guess Jesus as just like a dude. Yeah. As like a, um, I guess, a prophet. And then Jesus to a Messiah. And then Jesus to the son of God. 
Yes. So there's little things you have to say and prove and try to point to to kind of make that argument. And things you have to then sort of retcon. Yeah. Um, but a lot of what they were sort of using as their evidence of Jesus as a Messiah comes from Isaiah. Yes. It would be – but what they did would be the equivalent of let's say that I have a child. I have a son. Let's say my wife and I have a young son. And we arrange for as one day we're, we – first off, I get loaded. I get really rich, build a mansion. Okay. Okay. I have a butler. Oh, I'm leaving – my wife and I with our son are leaving a late night movie showing. And I okay. hire some thugs to shoot me and my wife. All right. And then my son is left alone in the world in his big mansion with our Alfred – our okay. butler, Alfred. Where you, oh, God, where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm saying that what they're trying to do is basically make Batman happen, but with the Messiah. I, I feel like you're not smart enough to know that you've just described the plot of Batman Beyond. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, though. Have you seen Batman Beyond? Do oh, is that the, the plot? you're making? Yeah. No. Oh, God. The plot is that they try to make a Batman? The plot... Ah, fucking hell. So, in Batman Beyond, <laughs> yeah. the plot is that Batman has retired... The city is drowning in crime, so Barbara Gordon and a bunch of people decide they're going to create a new Batman, so they select a kid and then basically arrange to have his parents murdered so they can create a new Batman. It's So they're just doing, they're doing a Bible. <laughs> because that's what this is. Now, I'm going to do a spoiler. I'm going to do a spoiler for okay. you. So if you don't want to hear any New Testament, don't listen right now because okay. I'm about to say something. And why would you? Matthew chapter 12. Verse 15, aware of this, Jesus withdrew from the place. A large crowd followed him, and he healed all those who were ill. He warned them, though, not to tell others about him. And then it goes into, now, you're looking at, are you looking at Isaiah chapter uh, I'm looking at Isaiah chapter 42. 42. Here's what mm-hmm. it says next. Here is my servant, who I have chosen, the one I love, and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory. What does that look like? Yeah, it's verbatim. So they're they're saying, look, here's this part in Isaiah. He just lived up to it. Here's the problem. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Doesn't these words are meaningless? It, right. So they're so let, vague. Let, let's let's expl- let's give context. So the start of Isaiah 42 is basically God saying, listen, I'm going to provide a servant. I'm going to fucking love this dude. He's fucking badass. I'm going to put my spirit upon him. That doesn't mean, now this is the way the Jews consider, and this is talked about in Judges and things like that. When God puts his spirit upon people, he is taking a portion of his power and briefly granting it to people. That's how angels function is that he briefly gives angels the power to do things. That's actually how Satan functions. Satan's out doing his work because God has granted him a little bit of power that he can now use. Yeah, that's an interpretation. I mean, it's not... It's reading between the lines, but yeah. That's how the Hebrews would have interpreted it, however we interpret it or whatever, Pablo. But that's generally speaking how biblical scholars interpret how the jews interpreted that terminology to put your spirit upon someone right it is fiction so who fucking knows whatever 
But the, the point is, is like I put my spirit upon him. Samson having superhuman strength, that's God putting his spirit upon them. You know? Yeah. They, they're, they're granted brief magical power distinct from witchcraft and Pokemon or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they get know? juiced up for a minute. Yeah, they're not Power Rangers per se. Although well, I guess they are kind, kind of. of like they Power are Power Rangers. They, yeah, Zord gives them. Zod? Zod. Zord? Zord? The guy. Whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway. So he's basically like, yeah, listen, I'm going to have a messiah figure who I'm going to, is going to be granted a portion of God's power. And what he's going to do with that power is he's going to unite all the nations, make everybody Jewish. He's going to end all injustice. He's going to be unbreakable, unfailable until his work is done. He certainly wouldn't get his ass kicked and then crucified and then die and then do fuck all. Would never happen. He, he wouldn't just, like, convince, like, a hundred people and then leave. Here's the thing. Don't you think, though, that Isaiah writing here, or whoever, let's face it, probably not Isaiah, whoever's writing here is talking about that kid? Hmm? Remember the kid, the kid that was mentioned earlier? Like, some woman had a baby and it was like, he's going to save everyone? Oh. The, like, proto-Jesus that was in Isaiah. Yeah, because Isaiah, like had a virgin that he impregnated or some shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah this kid's going to be the Messiah, and I'm going to name... You'll know him because his name is... Oh God, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, yeah. And then he's like, and then I had a kid, but he's not named Emmanuel, so fuck it. Yeah, but I think the implication here is that that's what these verses are talking about. Either that, or I, when I first read it, I was like, oh, he's talking about Isaiah. Before I cross-referenced it to Matthew. It sounds like it's God saying all this about Isaiah through Isaiah. It's hard to say. It, it does, it, the, the way it's said, it does sound... I mean, you can take it anyway. Again, fiction. It, it, it sounds like, behold, my servant whom I uphold, I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, blah, blah, blah. It could be interpreted that Isaiah is talking about himself yeah. as the servant. Or he could be talking about his kid. I don't fucking know. Just anything but uh, some fucking dumbass carpenter that's going to be born in a few hundred years. And, and the argument that it's Isaiah doesn't make sense because Isaiah exists during one of the worst times in Judea's history. And I think either dies or is alive during, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think he dies before the Babylonian captivity. Yeah. I think you're I right. Because Jeremiah is around for that. I think the next yeah. book. Yeah. So, you can't argue that he... I don't think you can make the argument that this is Isaiah because Isaiah makes more argument of like, yeah, we're going to get punished deeply and then we're going to be brought back. You could almost make the argument that it might be Cyrus because yeah. Cyrus does those things. Yeah, and in fact, when we get into one of the later chapters, it kind of points to that. Yeah. Because it calls Cyrus a shepherd, right? Which It is probably does mean Cyrus the Great thinking about it because you're talking about a... Because next episode... We're going to talk about how God talks about Cyrus the Great. It's a little QAnon. I thought we were going to do it this episode. Well, we cover them a little bit. No, no, because that's... um 44 has it, but this, they're more than 45. 44. I thought you said yeah, 40. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 45. Oh, I see. It gets deeper into Cyrus. The end of 44 yeah. has Cyrus references, too. Yeah, the, the, For, the end of 44 has him being like, oh, Cyrus is my shepherd. He's going to help Jerusalem so much. Cyrus the Great frees the Jews brings justice from sea to shining sea, conquers the known world. Uh, Wrote the uh, Declaration of Independence. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
touches Uma Thurman's feet, all good things, right? He, Cyrus the Great is an unbending reed who will not fall or be discouraged. And God takes all the credit for Cyrus the Great and basically says, yes, yeah, Cyrus the Great was able to do these things because I granted him that power. So you could very easily make the argument that this whole messianic figure who revives Jerusalem, at least according to these texts, that they could be referencing Cyrus the Great, and that it's already come and gone. Yeah, And that yeah. maybe after the Romans and all the other terrible things that happened to the Jews, they're like, well, maybe that wasn't the Messiah. I guess we're waiting for a new one. Yeah, round two. Um, yeah, because it, he wasn't all he cracked up to be, even though, like you said, I think when this was written, uh, they're praising Cyrus so much, it's almost undeniable that that's what they're trying to do, is make yeah. it Cyrus. So, anyways, let's continue. That's that's probably the most interesting chunk of Bible that we're going to cover today, but it, at least it is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so the point is we've got some text that probably means Cyrus the Great, but is later going to be used as evidence that Jesus is the Messiah that is going to unite the Gentiles. And nothing bad's ever going to happen to Christians ever again until Starbucks removes the fucking Christmas cup and then brings about the end of days. Yeah. Jewish tradition holds that Isaiah identifies as either the Israelites themselves or Cyrus. Hmm. In contrast to Jewish Christians, and thus later Gentile Christian tradition, interesting, and uh, and and Muslims believe that he's talking about Muhammad, of course. Yeah, I bet they do. Um, I bet Christians do. Like the whole the whole point is like the Jews at the time, and and God will later refer to the Israelites as His servants, as His people. You know, as you know, as the unbending reed that will be returned. Blah blah yeah. blah. I mean, so, I'm only I'm only 33 years old. I could throw my name in the in the hat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and me both. There's time for me to, to have a comeback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you are an unbroke. You are a bruised reed that will not break. That's so true. Um, where are we going? So, yeah, the, the point like, is the Jews are like, yeah, this is something that's already happened or it's us. And then the Christians will be like, no, no, no. It's actually me. Yeah. Cool. So, anyways, that's where the whole fucking Jesus thing came from. Um there's going to be more as we finish up Isaiah. There's going to be a couple more where they uh, bounce and it bounces in up later in the New Testament. It's like, see, see. But it's so, this sh- here's the thing that I, bothers me the most is they say, see, here's Jesus fulfilling these things. And yet nothing, there's not, there's no substance to it, right? It's not like, oh, he's going to be, you know, born in this very special place and he's going to, um, he's going to like, you know, be born under the certain star sign or whatever. Like they could have done some more work with that um, to make it more specific, I guess. It's a pretty weak prophecy. If you're going to argue like, yeah, he's going to do all these things and then he doesn't do any of them. Yeah. But you are going to make the argument like, well, all this other bullshit the you know, healing the blind stuff. Yeah. That's actually the part that counts. Yeah. It's very tenuous. It's weird that they're like, yeah, look, here's Jesus fulfilling the prophecies, which he doesn't do. No. And then here's his miraculous acts, which don't fulfill anything. Yeah. So the things he does do don't fulfill the prophecy, and the things he the, the prophecy that he claims to do, he doesn't. So I don't know. It's fun to think about, let's say, that modern-day conservative Christians. Let's move them back in time. Make them Jews. Okay. It's fucking, uh, you know, right before zero 
AD, right? And okay. some guy comes along and they're like, hey, I know you guys all think that the Messiah is going to come back and be this conquering hero. It's actually just this guy who wants to be really nice to people and like turn the other cheek. And it's a heavenly kingdom, okay? It's not an earthly kingdom. We're not going to hurt anyone. Like, just imagine how uh, these uh, fucking guys would react. Uh, imagine being like, hey, you know that guy that got his neck stepped on for like uh, seven and a half minutes or nine and a half minutes and then was just killed by the police? Like, yeah, he's like, that was actually the son of God. Yeah. And uh, by the way, all the Gentiles are healed now and all the prophecies are fulfilled. Be like, that guy that he, he came and went, we didn't even know he was here. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the cops killed him. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Through Christ, all things are possible. Write that down. Um, okay, so there we go. Jesus is coming, apparently. Someone, some sort of Messiah is going to come save all the Jews. Uh, then it go, uh, the, what I had brought to mind in this like next part of 42, it sounds, it sounds almost exactly like what Monty Python was making fun of uh, when they read the Holy Hand Grenade instructions. Mm. Or just like these and like going on and on and like not really going anywhere. It's saying, this is what the God, uh, God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all the things that spring from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and I will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. It's just, God, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Uh, it is kind of, I don't know. I don't know what to think of any of it. Because it's such a – so basically the argument that what these verses are like so I was like, yes, I, God, who created all the earth, created the Jews so that they will be a shining example to the Gentiles so that they will turn to God. That's a change you of know? heart. That people are going to see these Jews and be like, man, are those not the coolest dudes on the planet? We got to be Jews so we can be like them. They have shown light to my blind eyes. It's funny because it's taking a turn from this whole, we're going to devastate the enemy and make their women weep and kill their babies. You know, right. it's really changing tact. Like, God start. let's say God's real. He's starting to realize that, like, you know, maybe he's not as powerful as he thought. And, like, yeah, broke him out of captivity, sort of, with some magic tricks. But, like, I'm not kicking him. He's like, I didn't realize how big the world was, for one. <laughs> I'm having a up. hard time getting, like, a couple of Midianites out of these hills, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, he took his ant farm out into the yard. He's like, all right, we're going to start a colony right here. And then just like anteaters are showing up and fucking yeah. like birds, I guess. I don't know. And they're just fucking up your little ant farm. And you're like, oh, I'm, but I'm their god. And I'm supposed yeah. to protect them. And like, it's not working. I'm way more powerful than anteaters. Yeah. I think this would be simple. But they kind of. I gave night. the ants nukes. <laughs> no, that's America. Uh, um. It's also interesting that, like, he's like, yeah, I created the Jews. Is God just dumb as hell? Like, I created the Jews so they will be a shining light of my goodness and a beacon to all people that they need to turn to God. Yeah. And then and then I was like, but they are pretty fucking useless. And they are pretty awful. And people look at us and they go, yeah, your God's a pussy. It's, yeah. uh, it's not having the desired effect, I would say. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like, um, 
I feel like it's like a parent who's like, yes, I want to have the perfect kid. So I took away all his video games and I made him practice piano eight hours a day, you know, and he only gets a, like a 20 minute break between school and homework and eating dinner to have a moment of quiet reflection. This is going to make the perfect kid. And then he's just out there like lighting squirrels on fire and yeah. like skinning animals. And you're like, what could have gone wrong? It's like, what? yeah, you... <laughs> Like I beat him. I, I thought this would be work out. Like, I, I, why, why is everyone calling me a bad parent? I've done all I can. Yeah, I literally beat the hell out of him, and yet there it is. Yeah. Um, so it's it shifts then from talking about the serve of the Lord, and we d- now go into what else but songs of praises to the Lord. So we just talk about how good God is again, right? Uh, you know, the people are going to sing and praise Him, and He's going to march out like a champion. And everyone's gonna. There's gonna be a shouting and a battle cry, and it's just you know more of that shit. I like um, that God never takes credit for anything except things that are completely out of His control. I mean, gotta hand it to Him. That's actually a hell of a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like yes, I know I created the Jews to be this perfect people. That didn't work out. But all these other roaming nations that don't worship me and for which I'm basically I I, I took credit. I did that. I do yeah. that. I, I don't take credit for the Jews. What the Jews do is what the Jews do. I have no power over them at all. But what Cyrus and the greatest armies in the world do, that's me. I made that happen. I'm yeah, the, the, only, peop- I, I, the, the pagans that worship idols and, oh, in fact, are actually pretty cool guys. Oops. Yeah, yeah. You know those, those Assyrians that hate our people and they literally called me a pussy to my face? <laughs> I control them like puppets. But the Jews, the people that worship me, why won't they do what I say? Yeah, because right after he gets done singing praises to the Lord, he goes off on another tangent about how Israel's blind and deaf. Hear you deaf, look you blind and see. Who was blind but my servant and deaf like the messenger I sent? Just talking about how... Despite all these great things he's done for them, which is getting a little scant, uh, they're blind to it. They're deaf to to the amazing things that he's done. It's pretty wild. Um, that, and that's how he wraps up 42. It's just talking about how stupid uh, the Jews are. I have held my peace a long time. I have been still and restrained myself. Now I will cry like a woman in labor. I will pant and gasp at once. I will lay waste the mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. He's definitely crying like a woman. Yeah. Uh, I like um and and, and we'll he be uh, something I want to talk about. And are we done with forty two? Do you want to yes, wrap it up? Or, right. So the rest of the chapter is basically like, listen, uh, I'm going to lay waste and destroy everything. We just covered that. Also, people that worship idols can eat shit. Um, I'm going to punish Israel because they suck and whatever they get, they fucking deserve. Um, my favorite bit is um, therefore he has poured on him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle. It has set him on fire all around, yet he did not know, and it burned him, yet he did not take it to art. So this, this is talking about God being like, I hate hurting the Jews. Those, I, This hurts me more than it hurts you, you guys. You have no idea what turmoil it makes God feel to genocide you. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's, again, it's something that he's done over and over again, and it's just sort of conformed to whatever their situation is that, uh, I don't know, it, it, it seems like an impossible task he's given them, which is pretty wild. And it's funny because he said that he chose them because they're special, right? I guess Abraham originally, but yeah. clearly not, not, just it isn't. He was wrong. Was God wrong? Okay. 
And and he put it is kind of a funny trying to tie it all back together. So yeah, all these people that he's putting all this faith into, the sons of Jacob, really. Yeah. Uh, born because of the pact he has with Abraham. So because Abraham cut off the tip of his cock. Yep. All this, and because what did Jacob do? What was Jacob's covenant? Was that Jacob? He, yeah, he Jacob and Esau. Uh, he got he like stole the covenant from Esau. No, the, well he stole the, the birthright blessing. from Esau, but I'm just trying to remember why did Jacob have his own covenant distinct from Abraham's covenant? Because he was the son of Isaac. I he wrestled forget. with the angel. There was that too, right? Yeah, but that was just kind of like something cool and gay that they did. It was just it was. some gay sex they had on the other side of the river. <laughs> um, um, I, I, think I just that was remember, it. like, I, I don't know why. I understand the covenant of like that's kind of funny. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna all this, this whole nation building, the the fight with the Philistines, the sacrifice of the Assyrians, the the murder of by the Babylonians, all the, the whole reason God's kind of tied to this and kind of stuck managing this firm of people, you know, is because one guy tried to kill his son and then cut his dick. Yeah, uh, which is cool. It adds up. I don't know if you if you really if you really think about it. Um, so going into forty three. Uh, more just self-congratulatory shit, right? This is what the Lord says that, you know, he created Jacob, formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have... Oh, that's right. He renamed him to Israel. That's what it's talking about. After the fight. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. His new name right. was Israel. Oh, they will call him Jacob all day long. Yeah. Um, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. You know, when you play with rattlesnakes, they're not going to bite you, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you stick your dick in that hole, it'll just get sucked. <laughs> I started, uh... It's not going to be, a, like, a little Asian kid with bricks. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh... I, so I started looking up. I was like, wait, is this what the like snake people base their thing on? And it's not. It's something in the New Testament. But it's funny because I started typing in like uh, snake handling churches and the Google auto-populated snake handling churches near me. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Damn. Google, are you trying to get me to self-harm? <laughs> I might. I'd do that once. I don't no. know if they'd let you in. I feel like I feel like there would just be like the entire back section, like the entire the last quarter of the pews. It's just a bunch of looky loos being like, "He's gonna fucking do it, isn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, the closest one was in Kentucky, regrettably. So, oh yeah. But next time we're out there, we'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it goes on about how great God is, right? How He's going to be their savior. Um, I love verse three. It's fucking dope. Yeah, he's like. He's like, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place, since you were precious in my sight. You have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Aww. When did that happen? God loves the Jews so much that he'll kill any number of other people. For their sake. Women. That, that's that's love. By the way, guys out there, fellas, if you're still unhitched, it's a good yeah. way to get a woman into a woman's be pants. Like, just be like, listen, there's so many fucking cats that <laughs> I will murder to keep you safe. Bitches you know, you know. love that. Bitches love that. Um, I guess he's probably referencing the fact that Ethiopia and Egypt 
were defeated by the Babylonians and the well, Assyrians and kind of here and there. No, he's saying I remember, gave... There were said, so many instances. It's, it's, it's a weird thing because Isaiah specifically said, don't put your goddamn faith in Egypt. Trust in God. And then God's here like, I protected Israel by throwing the Egyptians at it. Well, he threw... It says that he gave Egypt Cush and Seba in their stead, which isn't what happened, right? The reason that Egypt left... Like, that, that's news to me. Is that how you interpret? I thought you said he gave Egypt, Ethiopia, and Seba in your stead. You're saying he gave Ethiopia and Seba to Egypt yeah, in their stead? Here's the verbatim. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. So he's like, I gave e- to ransom the Israelites, I gave Egypt, Cush and Seba. And Cush is like, yeah, up the upper Nile, way down south. But it doesn't make sense because I thought Cush defeated Egypt. Doesn't make Man, who knows, right? Like that's one of those things that we could really try and track down. Like I uh, thought at this time the dynasty was Ethiopians. Yeah. Who who knows? I guess we could look it up, but I don't care. Um, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It, something the whole point is he's like, Yeah, I loved Israel so much that I will sacrifice any number of outsiders and foreigners for your sake, which is very cute. Yeah, it's nice of him, I guess. Um, see, I'll check my concordance real quick. Let's see. That's verse 3. Mm-hmm. Either Egypt or Israel must perish. God chose the, that Egypt, though so much more mighty, should be destroyed in order that his people might be delivered. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's not really how the verse reads. That's weird. How do you read it? Say it again. So the verse says, I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Okay. So he gave up Egypt, Cush and Seba, Seba, whatever. Um, Seba is just Cush. It's another tribe of Cush. So yeah, I guess it is talking about Nebuchadnezzar going after Egypt. <sighs> it doesn't really matter. The the, the, the key point being... He he sacrificed like God's like I love you so much I'm gonna sacrifice a bunch of Ethiopians. Yeah, which doesn't make sense, but whatever. Cool, God. Cool. cool. Um, and then he gets to the part I like further on because I want to keep moving. I want to get over with this. In verse ten, um, before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. Kind of a change of tune because uh, earlier on in this whole Bible thing we're doing, the other God seemed pretty real, right? It. Let, let's read the whole verse. Because it's important, I guess. And then we'll discuss. Uh, from like 11 uh, to 13, I guess. I, even I, am the Lord. And apart from me, there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? Okay. Uh, uh, that's interesting. My my Bible again, slightly different translation. Indeed, before the day was, I am He. So it's almost making the argument, and this is kind of one of those when, when you're talking about like creationists, you know, and people trying to argue against the Big Bang, you know, and some of the dumb shit. They're like, well, well, uh, you know, who created the Big Bang and who was before time, you know? And when we were like, well, who created God? They're like, uh, uh, ha, ha, Isaiah forty three, you know. God says that before there even was time, he was. That's funny, because my Bible yeah. says ancient days, before ancient yeah. days. Which, or well, from, again, an, it says from ancient days, specifically. Interesting. I wonder, 
Well, let's see. I, I'm assuming yours is the more accurate interpretation of what the Hebrew stated. Yeah. But if we look to Genesis, then we're basically saying that like God created everything. So you couldn't make the argument that like everything was here and then God came into being and he just fucking kicks ass. I think God's cool. Mm. Um, let's see, 13, what does it got? Literally, it says, from the time of the first existence of day. So when it says the word that they interpret to be before, it literally means from the time of the first day. So it means mm. from the beginning. I guess. So when everything started, Not really God before, was there. yeah, which is interesting. So it doesn't exist uh, outside bang. of time. It's also one of those things that I, I don't. This is one of those things I hear from like Catholics and Christian, basically saying that God is the Word, and that Him speaking the Earth into existence is sort of His existence. I don't know it. So the idea of the Earth forming at the same time God forms, you know, and that their existence is at the beginning of eternity, such and such, you know, like like there is no time before God. And there is no time before the earth was formed, etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so not a monkey. It's it's speaking to foreverness. Um, then he starts talking about Babylon. Um, uh, I don't care about any of the rest of this shit. Well, he said, the, the, just real quick. G- verse 14. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians and the ships in which they took pride. Here's the thing. Babylonians, not known for their ships in the slightest. <laughs> which makes me think this was written well after the fact. Um, um, maybe when oh, you think like- navies became a thing. But like the Babylon, the Babylonian Empire proper had like some small river boats that they would use. But uh, oh, I wonder. My book calls them the Chaldeans. Oh, that's Babylonians. Chaldea is just where Babylon is. Iraq. Hold on. Because remember, Chaldea, Chaldea was where Abraham was from to begin with. I'm trying to get to. The keyboard is, that, like, on the other side. That's just an thing, old so. name for Babylonian territory. Uh, <laughs> it's like calling Israel Gra- Canaan. I, I search for it, and the first thing that comes up is gravy boat with underplate. Rare Ch- Clarice Cliff Chaldean design. Uh, let's see. View all. I see some photos. The ships of sea people. That would be the Philistines, but, though, not the Babylonians. Assyrians, Chaldeans. That was from the Ninth Circle. How the Assyrians, Chaldeans, Persians invented the Jews. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. Uh, I'll have to read this. Yeah, read on that, and we'll talk about it next up. Save that tab. Uh, yeah, the, but the rest of 43 is stupid, right? There's nothing else in there. I don't have any notes. Uh, it seems to say that, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Uh, apparently, there is some record of larger boats from the Chaldeans. Like, they kind of look like Viking ships a little bit, where it's a long sea ship with a bunch of oars. Yeah, that would have been after but the fact. I don't think. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's. All I see is like a photo that's like of a. That's like Neo Babylonian or Assyrian or whatever. Not it, yeah, whether or not it is. 
whatever. Anyway, who cares? Okay, so the point is, it could be an argument. Again, when this was written is a fucking mess. It definitely wasn't written during Isaiah's time. There are more obvious references. Maybe not obvious, but more more subtle references, like words and jargon that indicate that this was written after the fact, to the point where it's likely that they were like, yeah, you know those ships they love? God destroyed them 400 years ago, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, and then it goes on um, to talk about um, how f- merciful God has been and how unfaithful Israel's been. That's the rest of 43. 44. Israel the Chosen, my Bible calls this chapter. Um, so now he's going back to being all pro-Israel, right? More so even than most evangelicals. Uh But now, listen, Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen, this is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who, oh, hey, abortion lady Mm -hmm. has a point, Um, Mm -hmm. formed you in the womb and who will help you. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, which means the upright. Why is he calling these people upright? I thought he hated them. They were unfaithful and never did what he wanted. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's like, I chose you guys. I'm going to pour, I'm going to take care of you. Um. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. That's, I think, a nod to the Abrahamic oath. Um, Again, never really came to fruition, huh? Didn't really Um, number, like, the stars. It is is weird. And we talked about ad nauseum to the point of, like, uh, um, God being like, oh, you Israelites, you upright people, you shining beacon of what it means to, like, what it is to be a child of God, you know, like, you're going to bring so many people in by example of how fucking badass you are. And then uh, around the corner of every bend is, but you're also awful and I have to fucking stab you. Yeah. And I'm going to cut your kids' dicks off and sell them to the Babylonians. I'm going to do that. It's just crazy how fast right now it's whiplashing between carrot and stick, you know, about... Berating them, but also reminding them that they're the chosen ones. Very confusing situation. Um, he goes on, you know, uh, then it, the rest, most of the rest of 44, ironically, or at least the big middle section, is about how the Lord is better than idols, right? So he's talking about all the great things he's done, how he's the only God, how he's the only rock. And then he starts making fun of idolaters. Um, it is pretty badass the way he makes fun of idolatry. It's kind of an oddly sensible take. Like, because God basically is like, listen, I'm the one true God. There is no other. Now, this is distinct from how God was portrayed basically any other time before this. Um, especially when we look at Genesis and Exodus. That's especially when it's like, hey, I'm the best God. There are other weaker punk-ass bitch gods that I'm going to fight with. I'm going to free the Jews to show those Egyptian gods how much they suck. I'm going to destroy these Canaanite gods. I'm better than them. There's Baal. There's Asherah. There's all these other gods that exist, but fuck them. Yeah. And then by the time we get to here, God's like, listen, I'm the one true God. I'm the only one that exists. And to kind of prove my point, every other god is just a figment of people's imagination. Imagine that. Um, and it's kind of funny because, like, they start to kind of almost, like, riff a little bit. Where he's like, what kind of person would even 
make an idol. Think about it. Well, how does that work? You go home, you take a piece of wood, you carve it with your own hand, and then you put it on a shelf, and then you fucking bow to it. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, and also kind of hypocritical of him since he's so obsessed with his high place, you know, his uh, altar his and all temple the, and made, his house. Yeah, which they all made. They just have a backstory to it, as I'm sure the idolater does to his idols. It It is kind of weird that... Well, I think, one, there's a specific denotation of... You can't just make up your own fucking gods, have that guy start taking credit for all the things that happen around him, and then bow to it. That's madness. Now, me, we have some dude over in a fucking fancy robe who's telling us that God exists. That's yeah. totally different. Yeah. That's fucking first hand account. No, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck with that. Yeah, because other but, other fake religions don't have priests, right? <laughs> yeah, right no, no, they don't. They don't. But that's kind of a. It's kind of an oddly like legit. I almost would be careful peeling back you know pulling that thread of hey you can't trust a god you invented is kind of suspicious but i guess they're claiming they have a whole history and jacob and tribes and hundreds and hundreds of years of semitic mystic mysticism sort of shrouding the existence of god like no no we didn't just like carve a piece of wood and hang it up and be like that's our god no how do you think we got here bro how do you think um how do you think we took this city if it wasn't the story of Jericho and if it wasn't us escaping Egypt? Like, Which is one of those things that even as me sort of a young, soon-to-be atheist, kind of questioning things, a skeptic I guess I would call myself uh, at a very young age, there was a lot of people being like, well, if God doesn't exist, how did the Jews get out of Egypt? Good question. And you're like, well on the assumption that there were even Jews in Egypt in the first place. Could they have just been in the sort of Israel area the whole time as just kind of a loose band of tribes that then be like, by the way, we came from Egypt. Well, if God doesn't exist, then how did the Germanic horde overrun Rome? Huh? You're looking at that. <laughs> I mean, it's That's ask the same question about any other fucking place on the planet that have just as rich of a history. You know, it's, it's kind of silly. How, how the things that happen happen. If not for, if, if, it, are you telling me that you think the Jews could have escaped Egypt without a flaming tornado and the sea parting? Is it possible for slaves to escape in mass? That doesn't happen. No. How did the Majika take over all the other tribes in, in Central America? Like, well, <laughs> How did Haiti do it like, without a, a flaming tornado? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, good point. Well, do you know what's <laughs> funny about that? You know what's really fucking funny about that? That, that brings to mind something from my church when I was a kid. I remember, and I think about it every now and then. And we're getting off topic, but we'll finish this whole thing up in just a minute. Uh, so the Haitian Revolution, right? Where they kicked all the fucking mm. dirty Frenchmen out of their country and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ran it for themselves. Um, there's like a thing that, oh, the way they did it is that they made a pact with the devil at this one That's tr- what Pat Robertson says. At this one tree. They made a pact with the devil at the tree and it helped them throw off the colonial. Um, which is, okay, first off, a lot going on there. But... <laughs> and, and and to think into the some the fucking absolute travesty of being like no what was happening in Haiti before then was good right and yeah. it was bad that they got uh, you know the control the of the French own. coming in and subjugating the people that was good and systemically That's God doing God shit systemically enslaving killing raping under the name yeah. of the Lord 
But then when the Haitians, when the black people decided to throw off those chains, like obviously there's a pact with the devil, which makes sense culturally at the time to think that. Not that it's right or reasonable. Why are these filthy savages kicking our ass? It must have been like some kind, they must have like murdered a goat in front of a tree or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that scans. But I can see where they're coming. Like I can at least see in the times, in those superstitious times that they would think that. In my church as a kid, our pastor was giving up a sermon one day and he's like, and just so you guys know, like good things are about to happen in Haiti. The tree that they made a pact with the devil at was struck by lightning. So now God can come into the country. Oh, and like at the time, everyone's like, "Woo!" And now I just think about that, and it's like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> like it, it is, it is weird to take a step out. I, I, I think I told you that. Um, and I know I said the story of the podcast once, where I was just in line for brunch once, and some dude was like trying to explain to me, like, "Oh yeah, you gotta be." You got to be a Christian, bro. I've seen miracles. Miracles happen. I'm uh. like, yeah, I've seen many magic shows. And he <laughs> goes, uh, 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 that's demonic magic. Oh, no. And I'm like, Penn and Teller are demonic now? Like, we're just going to start assigning random shit? Like, it, it really opened up. I was like, it's what just sleight of hand, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, what? what is, what wouldn't you believe? Werewolves, vampires, ghosts, the Candyman. Uh, what 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 realm? <laughs> if we're gonna believe that magic trees exist, that can then be struck by lightning and change the fate of Haiti, uh, leprechauns? What are we talking? Like, where where is the line between this is obviously bullshit, and I'm too dumb to rectify the difference between fantasy and reality? Okay, first off, leprechauns are real. So yeah, that's but. fact. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up to see if there was like a story about this. There's a. I, I doubt they're going to make any more episodes. One of the most tragic. Uh, While well, you look that up, one of the most tragic uh, side effects of Norm Macdonald's passing is that there isn't going to be. I'm assuming there isn't going to be any more episodes of the Mike Tyson mystery. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Which because Norm Macdonald just fucking made that show, but Mike Tyson also was hilarious. But one of my favorite things, kind of tied into what we've just said, basically, that was verbatim. Was he was like yeah, and then I was in fighting, and I came, I I, I broke down, and I saw something. I, I realized that there must be a higher power. There must be something, you know, divine. And like his daughter goes like God, and he's like no, no, that made a bullshit. I'm talking about <laughs> leprechauns. <laughs> and the whole point is like I was in Vegas. And there was, like, everything was green, and there was these little guys, leprechauns, running around, and they had, like, uh, gold and everything, and they were handing out, like, uh, drinks and whiskey. I think it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> God, that show is fucking so good. But I don't know. Anytime I think about it, like, you believe in, like, God? I'm like, no, no, that fake shit. Talk about leprechauns. So I guess that there are pilgr- pilgrimages made uh, to uh, this this place in Haiti where apparently the uh, revolution began. Is that, is that all it is? Is that a bunch of black people got together and were like, you know what? I think we could fucking, if we stand up together, we could probably overthrow our captors and gain independence. And they're like, you mean a Satan? I would love that. I would love it. And this is kind of like the way history is so fucking racist, right? Basically a similar storyline to the declaration of independence but our founding fathers are not wrapped up in the idea of a satanic pact. 
When they like, like, and then Ben Franklin took a goat and he sliced its throat. Well, and they sprinkled their fucking semen all over it, and then they murdered a child. They're like, we're gonna break free from the British. There probably is like a lot of people that believe that with like Masonic Lodge type stuff. Yeah, probably. Which would be cool though. But it worked out for us, and then we and then we subdued the Native Americans, so it all worked out. Um. So anyway, uh, the the end of forty four. <laughs> Uh, it talks about Jerusalem being inhabited again. So the Lord says, hey, you know, shit's going to get ugly. Uh, don't worry. Uh, Jerusalem will be inhabited. The towns of Judah will be rebuilt. And the ruins will be restored to you, the Jewish people. Um, it's uh, Who says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and will accomplish all that I please. Wow. I mean, that's the greatest hero in all of the fucking Bible, as far as I'm concerned. It, it is kind of funny that Cyrus is... I wonder I wonder if there exists any documentation. Probably there's probably some historical evidence of how Cyrus viewed the Jews. I it, it feels like like I don't know, maybe it's like Men in Black or something where it seems like there's some society of people who just are so small and insignificant in comparison to Cyrus. And he just comes over wipes out the Babylonians, people he's aware of and cares about. And then he just sees a bunch of scrappy slaves. And he's like, yeah, I, I guess you guys can go back. And they're just like, my God, can you believe that God controls Cyrus the Great like a fucking puppet and did all of this just to help out the rest of us basically hobos? Yeah, it's um, it's definitely main character syndrome, I guess you could say. I- I imagine there's like a town of Lilliputians, right? Or maybe fairies or something, or gnomes. Imagine just a small, miniaturized population of sentient beings that existed somewhere in my backyard. And then like a branch falls on them. And they're like, oh, fuck, the sun is blocked out. We're all going to die. And then as I'm cleaning up brush, I just take that branch and throw it in the fire pit, you know, and then move on. Yeah. And then forevermore, they're just like, and then God came in the form and, and <laughs> controlled him. And we were, we were so important that he felt the need to control his entire being and, 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 and direct him to come save us. And it's like he's unaware that they exist. Yeah, yeah he doesn't even know what's going on. <laughs> Could happen. I don't know. It, it just seems so funny. And again, kind of more of an argument that 42 is referring to Cyrus as Cyrus is the unbreakable servant who establishes justice for Jerusalem and frees them all. Um, yeah. So there you have it. That's. Um, I forget kind of the story of Esther. Esther doesn't establish like Judaism as the official religion of the Persian uh Kimmed Persian no. Empire. He just he just basically says, Yeah, we're gonna we're going to enforce not those treaties. Ki- we're going to not kill the Jews is all. Yeah, we're gonna not kill the Jews. Yeah. That's it. So it, it, it's certainly not And like, literally um, just because he was horny. <laughs> pussy strong pussy game strong. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm getting the, the I, Nexus. I wrote Q, <laughs> like like QAnon. Like it's such a weird kind of like it's the calm before the storm, and there's a plan to everything, and all these things are going according to plan, and, and God's in control, and He's working through these people. Blah 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 blah. And it's like it's just a dude doing his own thing way off in the distance. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cyrus is is uh, Putin. 
you got to look between the lines, guys. You got to see how what's happening behind the scenes. Cyrus conquering all the known world. He only did any of that to help out like a couple of hobo Jews reclaim one city. Yeah. And he just happened to be tolerant and a decent person and not like an outright tyrant. And that's, you know, so this spawns from a non-Jewish person, right? This like actual great leader. Not that I'm not saying Cyrus is perfect by any means, of course, but for his time, he damn near was. And so the fact that he existed at that time, they had to write him into the narrative and they had to make it because God gave him the power to do that, even though he was obviously not a believer of their God. He was an idolater as far as they're concerned. A man greater than David ever was. Yeah. Oh, by far. In a conquest to establish trade routes and taxes conquers the known world and they're like ah and not not a jew at all yeah but well that's true. obviously god's gonna take credit he's gonna take his slice he's gonna and hey that's the hustle at the end of the day i do have to respect it gotta respect god for working so mysteriously through the shadows he would have been a- to <laughs> what's weird is and and this is one of those things where so god we're done with 43 yeah. that's it we're at the end of the bible uh in this chapter so we're just fucking rambling now um the thing I think is interesting is that God points to all these things in Kings and um, Judges. Well, I guess Kings, really. Um, as like, this is why God was so pissed. And this is why he had to sell them to the Babylonians. And maybe it's just similar to like the Egyptian situation. Because like when God allows the Egyptians to enslave the Jews, he doesn't really take credit for it. It's not like this where... The Egyptians enslaving the Jews, it just seems like God wasn't paying attention, or he was asleep at the wheel, and then he wakes up and jerks. Like, oh, God, fuck. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're there. I got I to gotta remember. Yeah. Whereas the Babylonian captivity, he's like, no, I did that because you were so evil. Yeah. And the fact that the Israelites in the north, who were assimilated by the Assyrians, were so far gone that we couldn't even bring them back. Those tribes are just fucking lost. They're out. They must have just been really bad. So we have to paint this narrative of how the Jews could get captured and all the reasons why God would force them to be captured. I haven't heard any reason except for that God's just a cool guy. Like, God's selling them the Babylonians. That's because the Israelites were such shit and he hated them. And, oh, I want to fucking just burn your eyes out with a hot poker. And then, you know, he's everlasting, he's eternal, blah, blah, blah. And then God... Sending Cyrus to free the Jews from the Babylonians is God just kind of cooling off. I'm like, all right, I'll send you back. Like, there's no reason for it. It's not like the Jews earned it. Yeah. It's not like they were just so cool. And they. it's not like that the captivity made them, like, convert even harder and made them, like, have a moment of self-reflection and humility where they're like, you know what, guys? Yeah, we've been dealt a bad hand. Yeah, we're absorbed by the Babylonians. But if we just worship God extra hard, he's going to turn this around. It just seems like God turned it around regardless of everything. Doesn't give a shit about how bad they are. Decides he's just going to, for no reason, give them back to Jerusalem, like, as if he doesn't care. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it's some wild shit. It's obviously just history. It's it's theology be, being written to conform to the history and after the fact, and it works for them, I guess. You know, just wish I didn't have to read it. I can't wait till we get to the uh, Book of Mormon. <laughs> some fun shit. It's gonna be good. 
Uh, uh, that's it for today, huh? What's our email? Well, first, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, you can do that at P. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. If you saw the aborted fetus truck go, you know, you hear the, you hear the song playing the music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm out playing softball on a brisk spring day and I hear that bell jingle. I go, Oh fuck. Yeah. It's the fetus truck. Okay. You run up to it. What it's you, you've been working all day playing games, et cetera. You're, you're Mm -hmm. hot, tired, sweaty. What's your order? What's my order? Yeah. Well, first off, what do you think is a, Oh, well, I was going to be like, okay, so I'm imagining like an ice cream truck, yeah. but it's just different babies at different gestation periods and different colors. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, why is the black one so cheap? You know, and the guy's like, I'm a bad person, obviously. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the fetus truck delivery driver is a racist. Well, it's, you know, it's the, no, we can't do this. <laughs> 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 <laughs>